Hey everybody, welcome to Just for Variety. Today is April 27th, 2022. I'm your host, Mark Malkin. On today's episode, I'm talking to a queen. Bridgerton's Queen Charlotte, that is. Sure, reggae Jean Page was the breakout star of the first season of Bridgerton, but I think we could say so is Golda Rochevelle. Her work as Queen Charlotte is royal perfection. But who exactly is Golda Rochevelle? She's a biracial lesbian who grew up in the UK, who until Bridgerton was most known as a UK theater actress. Now, she's not only the wigtastic royal on Bridgerton, but she's currently shooting Queen Charlotte's origin series spinoff. And on Saturday, April 30th, she'll be in New York City being honored by LGBTQ civil rights organization, Human Rights Campaign, with this year's Equality Award at the group's Greater New York Dinner Gala. But before we get to Rochevelle, let's take a look inside this week's Just for Variety column. Andrew Garfield is getting ready to take a break. The actor has been going nonstop for the past year or so with the eyes of Tammy Faye and Tick Tick Boom. Now he can be seen in Under the Banner of Heaven, a limited series adaptation of John Krakauer's true crime bestseller of the same name. Garfield plays a Mormon detective investigating the brutal murder of a mother, played by Daisy Edgar Jones, and her baby daughter by fundamentalist followers of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I'm going to rest for a little bit, Garfield tells me. I need to recalibrate and reconsider what I want to do next and who I want to be and just be a bit of a person for a while. Not that he's complaining about his success and accolades, but he does say, I need to just be a bit ordinary for a while. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to Just for Variety. I'm talking to Bridgerton star Golda Rochevelle from her home in the UK. Hi, Golda. Hello, my love, how are you? I'm talking to Golda, I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah. But I can't help think about playing Tevye in the sixth grade in Fiddler on the Roof because his wife's name is Golda. Yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly, I know. Great musical, love that musical. Uh, how are you? I'm good, yeah, really well, yeah. really, really um, well, yeah. I'm so excited to meet you, <laughs> whatever we call this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, God, where do we begin? Where do we begin? I guess I'm just going to begin with what is your favorite Queen Charlotte outfit? Can you name one? I can, actually. I think um, so far, season one, uh, there's a really beautiful um, pink dress, light pink dress. I think there's the photos are going around, you know, where she's holding the the Pomeranian. Mm-hmm. That whole mm-hmm. that whole look for me was one of my favorites, definitely. And then I think in season two, the wedding look with that yeah. huge, <laughs> great big love heart wig, <laughs> um, with all the roses and the details in in the wig is just sensational. It's a work of art. 
have they ever come to you with one of the outfits and you're like, WTF, how am I going to wear that? How's that going to sit on my head? Um, there was only one moment where Erica was like, um, I think it was for one of the balls. She was like, I see this boat. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, okay. And then she made it and it was so big, Mark. I mean, it was just like, it was ridiculous. And we had talked about, you know, really pushing as far as we could do you know what I mean? Like with every look, we were like, can we push it far? And and we got away with it with a lot of them. But this one, I was like, I think we pushed it a little bit too far. That's that's impossible to wear. It what it doesn't seem to me, and you tell me if I'm wrong, they don't seem heavy. Or are they really? Some of them really are. Heavy? Some of them are. Yeah. Um the ball, so the ball ones are quite heavy because they have to be uh quite established and not mm. not move um but it's better it's better this year round definitely because you know i was in dialogue this time around it was much um it was a bigger kind of collaboration with the with the new team so we were able to kind of discuss what was helping what was not helping and i had lots of fittings you know and was able to kind of say this needs to we need to look at this in, in a different way because it's it's pretty heavy but it was good it was great mm. Does your contract say you get neck massages or something? Because I imagine <laughs> after a day, you're sort of like this at some point. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, it's, I always think um, keeping myself fit, keeping myself, uh, you know, the body kind of strength is really important because, you know, you're holding yourself in a different way than you do naturally, yeah. you know, and um to do that for long periods um, for, for filming is it can take its toll on the body. So I keep myself, I, you know, check up on my spine, my neck, all of that kind of stuff. I train three times a week and eat healthily before filming. So, yeah, so that my body can. And also the corsets as well to be kind of, you know, pushed into a small little space um, for long periods of time. You know, our bodies aren't used to that kind of stuff. I don't know how they did it back, back, you know, in the 18th century. I have no idea how they did it. I mean, I feel like they were, women were just passing out left and right. Or did, or was it part of evolution? Like it was, you just adapted. Yeah, exactly. It was kind oh. of, yeah, I know. And the, yeah, I know. Evolution. <laughs> Interesting one. <laughs> so... Tell me about the first time you saw yourself as Queen Charlotte in full Queen Charlotte regalia. Yeah, that's that's a good question, actually, because, you know, you look in the mirror and you go, oh, great. That's that's brilliant. But the moment I kind of felt really connected to the character was when I walked into the presentation room for the first time. And that mm -hmm. is in Wilton, which is in Salisbury, beautiful part of the English countryside. Um, and it's an absolutely my number one place to film. It's beautiful. The grounds are beautiful. The house itself is absolutely exquisite and extraordinary. And Charlotte and George actually stayed there on their way mm -hmm. to Scotland, I think. Um, so we, you know, in season one, um, when Daphne is presented to the Queen, I remember walking into that room and the ceiling is astonishing. 
the artwork is amazing, the whole room. And I just felt this really great connection. And I said to myself, I know where I am. I know who this is. I know who I'm playing. I feel really at home in this room. So that mm. for me was the first kind of real uh, burst of love, you know, for mm. this character. Um, yeah, my heart just opened up with a kind of um, joy and a comfortableness, if if I, if I can uh. say that. Yeah. So it wasn't necessarily looking at myself in the mirror. It was the experience of that room and, yeah what that carried. When did you find out that there was going to be your own spin-off? When does that come about? At what point? Um, it, we were, I think we were still, we were filming season two. And um, yeah, I got a, I think it was an email that I got that there was a meeting. There was a big meeting that happened that <laughs> afternoon. And I was like, oh God, are we all fired? Um, and then I got then I got a call saying that Shonda was going to be on there, Betsy was going to be on there, and you know the whole cast. And you know we were told kind of several things at the same time, but that that was one of them that we were told. And you know it, it, I was, yeah. It, it took a little while to kind of go, oh, okay, that's interesting. Um, right, okay, I. Am I in it? How is it going to, do you know what I mean? How is it going right. to, who's, what are you, Shonda's writing it? Oh my God. Okay. Netflix has approved it. And yeah, it was just like a, you know, a layered kind of um, uh, journey that happened in the course of, you know, a, a few days, a few weeks. And then, you know, we've started filming it. Um, there is a younger me, there's a younger Danbury, <laughs> there's a younger Brimsley, there's a younger King. and you know, uh, Hugh, who, who plays Brimsley, and I, we were on set the other day, and, and it's it's funny because there's a, there's a real kind of sense of passing the baton every time. So they'll be <laughs> filming a scene, um, you know, in the morning, and Hugh and I will come in the afternoon, and we'll kind of go, hey, how you doing? And, and it kind of swaps <laughs> over really nicely, weirdly. So we were, we were on set, and, and um, India and Sam, India plays Queen Charlotte, Sam plays Brimsley. And we were standing in the doorway and they were just finishing off. And we were like, and Sam was standing exactly the same way on, on my <laughs> right side, on India's right side. And I was standing on the left. And Hugh and I just looked at it and just was like, this is extraordinary. This is just such a beautiful wow. moment of kind of passing on to the next generation of actors, um, to the next kind of, yeah, the next storylines of these characters. Yeah, it was a really empowering moment for us as the veteran, you know, <laughs> actors. <laughs> to see these wonderful, beautiful, young, you know, human beings just stepping into these roles. And, yeah, I was really proud. It was a really proud moment. Well, speaking of proud, you're going to be honoured by the Human Rights Campaign. And I'm going to admit something to you. And... I think it's a good thing, I think. I'm not sure, so you tell me. I did not know you were gay. And to me, I'm very gay. Um, and I, I pride myself on knowing who's gay, who's not in Hollywood. <laughs> and, and when I saw you being honored by human rights, I was like, oh wow, I didn't know. And then I thought, 
that's amazing that I didn't know. Because there was a time in the world where there were so few out actors that you knew who everybody was. Yeah. Yeah. I take that as a compliment. Yeah. I really do. Because I think it's really important to, and I hate saying this, to normalize our lives. I know. You know? Um, And for people to just accept that we exist that our lives mm-hmm. are important um and you know i'm going to speak about this on on saturday you know about the fact that you know it's really important representation is really important yeah. whether it's race whether it's sexuality whether it's men whether it's women whether whatever it is represented representation is important you know back in the day you had you know, when we didn't have screen or television or and I'm talking like, you know, sitting around a campfire and our ancestors telling stories about the, uh, the journeys of, you know, our ancestors, the journeys that connected us to the, to the earth, to the wind, to the fire, to the, you know, to the elements. And, you know, those young kids who were listening to those, those stories around those campfires had a sense of belonging. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Had a sense that, they were important, that they were recognized, that they had history, you know? It's, this, it's exactly the same for me, as far as mm. I'm concerned, that our stories in the 20th century, in 2000, in you know, 2020, 2022, it's exactly the same, that our stories should be out there, should be around the campfire, you know? Because then the sense of belonging is the same. The sense of, you know, I have a right to be here. I am accepted. I am powerful. You know, um, yeah, that sense of ownership is exactly the same for me. Mm. So I live my life as I live my life very normally. If it's nothing, you know, exciting at all. I love my couch. I love my pajamas. I love my box sets. And I'm out and proud. My sexuality is really important to me in terms of existing, in terms of, you know, you know, being around the campfire and knowing that I'm important. I'm as important as anyone on the planet. Do you know what I mean? And so, yes, I take that as a compliment, Mark, because that's what we need to see. (laughs) We need to, there is absolutely a place for, you know, we have been persecuted. We have been, you know, we have not been allowed into rooms. We're not around the table. There are definitely stories like that are absolutely necessary. But also stories about just normal gay life. You know, yeah. our struggles at work, what we <laughs> ate that day. Do you know what I mean? We need to yeah. see those as well. And that's, that's um, you know, we talk about evolution. That's what I want to see, those normal stories, the evolution of normality, you know, mm. if, you, if, you want to, if you want to say it like that. Yeah, so, yeah, I feel, it's amazing because I never... 
really see myself as anything political at all. I'm not an activist. I don't stand up on a, on a soapbox and do the rah, rah, rah. I leave that to the exquisite, intelligent, beautiful people um, who <laughs> have a who have a passion for that kind of you know thing. And I will follow um, as they speak. Um, but I think my work is really important to to kind of show uh, to be in that political arena. You know the stuff that I choose to do, the characters that I choose to play. You know, my partner always says the mere fact that you're on the screen, the mere fact that you're in Bridgerton yes. as a black, you know, biracial, cisgender, lesbian, playing the first black queen of England. The fact that you're there is immense. We don't have to politicize it by going, this is the reason why, or, you know, oh, she's there because. Just let yeah. them be. Let the stories be told. Let the faces be seen, you know? And then people like yourself or whoever, Joe down the street goes, Googles, <laughs> goes, oh, wow, I didn't know that. How amazing. Isn't that great? Whether you accept it or not. Mm. It's like, wow, you know, isn't that great? Or it, I hate that. I hate that she's gay. You now know I am. Do you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> um, so yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, I, I kind of went passionately no, into I, answering that question. No, I love passion. Um, you know, we are both of the same age. Um, when I was starting off, <laughs> when I was starting off in my career, um, my first job in journalism was for a gay newspaper. I was told by my favorite journalism professor, "You've just ruined your career." So I was basically told, "Don't be out." Obviously, that wasn't an option. I was working for a gay newspaper. Were you taught, obviously, I don't know what your journey is in coming out, but were you told at any point in your career, hey, quiet with being gay? Yeah, I was. By an out gay lesbian director, which mm. I found fascinating. You know, and I really admired her. And I was really... You know, I talk about this on Saturday in, in the speech that I'm going to make. I was really confused and like, this is really bizarre. How mm. come, you know, I can be out privately to my family, to my friends every day, but there's something different about being professionally out. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And publicly out. Why yeah. is that different? I don't understand why that... That is different. And I was told, she told me, you know, because we were talking, we were talking about, you know, being out and proud and representation and whether I should say I was gay in interviews. And it was an absolute no, you absolutely shouldn't do that. It could or it would ruin your career as an actor. And mm. you know, it, it's a I would rather lose a job. Than, than, than not be true to who I am. You know, mm. I'd rather not work in an industry that doesn't accept me than right. be true to who I am. It's just, just wasn't how I was raised, you know? Um, so yeah, that was a, it was a very, and, and then her being out as a female director, as a lesbian director, I was like, you're giving, a, 
I don't understand this advice. <laughs> I just don't understand, <laughs> you know. It, does, it, it doesn't track. It, it doesn't just track. doesn't track. It just, just doesn't track that, you know, being an actor somehow is a different thing. And, and, you know, it's like not, you shouldn't do that as an actor because but that, this is the thing that blows my mind as well. Like, I pretend to be other people. Do you know right. what I mean? Like, I hope to play a serial killer at some point in my life because to 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 explore, to investigate that psyche, which is what I do for a living. Mm. I investigate mm. the human nature. Do you know what I mean? Right. But that doesn't mean that I am one. <laughs> you know, I've played straight right. roles. I've played straight roles and I've loved every single minute of it. You know? Love is love. It doesn't matter whether it's between a man and a woman when you are an actor, you know, creating character, investigating, as I say, the human uh, human nature and, and human desire and human love. Um, so, yeah, it's, it doesn't compute, as they're saying sometimes for me, the, the, the conversation that is being had over... Yeah, not coming out. And yeah, it's strange. How long have you been with your partner? We've been together nine years now. Yeah, my husband and I, we've been together 11, it'll be 11 years. Amazing. Been married, married, married eight. That's eight. Amazing. 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 And you know what I tell him, like I said, we're both 52. Um, you know, he's a little younger than me and he always dreamed of being married. And when we got together, I said, nope, not for me, not for any reason that it wasn't part of the struggle. You know, I'm coming out of the AIDS epidemic. That yeah. was what we were fighting for. Don't ask, don't tell if you're in the US yeah, with yeah. the military. And yeah. he had a dream of white, not white picket fence, but a guy on his mm -hmm. knee saying, will you marry me? And we, the Supreme Court happened here and marriage was legal and I cried and I cried. And he said, why are you crying? You don't want to get married. I said, I want everyone to have the right to. And I have, I have yeah. two late uncles, both who died of AIDS. And a lot of, yeah. when I look at what, how far we've come, I think about them not having that opportunity. Yeah. And um, he said to me one day, he said, I just don't get it. You get so emotional, but then you don't want to get married. And this was a Monday night. We're waiting for pizza. And I said, okay, let's do it. And he said, what? Great. I said, let's get married. Let's get married. And I, he said, are you kidding? I said, I would not kid on that because I now am born yeah. as you. And then yeah. he said, get down on one knee. And I said, no, I'm too old. And uh, <laughs> I'll never get up again. <laughs> yeah, right. And that's how we became engaged. And then the next question was like, do we change our status on Facebook? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my <laughs> God. And, oh, hilarious. And, and it is the greatest thing I've ever done. Amazing. Getting married. And yeah, being with I, someone for so long. I think um, when my partner and I, we went on our first date, I said to her, if you ever ask me to marry you, I'll say no. That's me and you were the yeah. same person? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But she was like, okay, so but this is our first date. I've just met you. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, fine, fine, fine. You know, but I'm just saying, you know. So I think, I think, I think there would be, I think that would be beautiful to be able to 
spend the rest of your life with somebody, but also to have this to same the same kind of um, uh, um, connection, sealing, bonding as everybody else does, as everybody as every so, other human does. Do you know what I mean? So, so are you telling me you're getting ready to propose? <laughs> well, no. hold, your, hold your horses there mark hold your horses hold your Steady horses on. and carriage yeah yeah exactly we'll see we'll see i mean you know i don't see myself with any other person we're gonna take a short break right now but when we return rochelle talks about becoming a role model for queer youth also she talks about her love of get ready for it dolly Parton. Welcome back to Just for Variety. Here's more of Bridgerton star Golda Rochevelle. What do you think when, you know, Human Rights Campaign puts out their press release and they call you a role model? What does that feel like? <laughs> I'm proud of it. You know, I am proud of it. I've worked hard in my life. Um, it hasn't always been easy. Um, I'm really proud of who I am and what I stand for in my heart and my soul. Um, so for other people to see that and take from that an empowerment, um, a sense of belief in themselves um, is, is, is great, is wonderful. You know, um, my grandmother did this really amazing thing and she, she, there was an orphanage near her and she would every summer you know, invite some of the kids um, to have tea or whatever, or play in the garden, la, 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 all that kind of stuff for, for like lunch. And, and I would go sometimes and I would have such connection with these kids that were really damaged, very sad, mm. had not had, you know, really great lives or great role models. And I was always really, you know, determined for the time that I was with them to give them some kind of positivity from another human being. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And and I've always, I have godchildren um, who I love, who, you know, one, one is dyslexic and aspastic and, you know, autism and all of that kind of stuff. And to just be a positive um, light, a positive energy in their lives has always been something that, that I've, I've been drawn to for, for the younger mm. generation um, because they are our future, you know. And um, I've always been drawn to people who have, maybe haven't had a good life or good role models. Um, yeah, and to just give them, as I say, a positive uh experience of an older person mm -hmm. you know is is really important so yeah i'm really proud of that i'm really proud of it you, you talked about the director who gave you that advice not to be out were there um out uh actors that you'd look to for inspiration to say you know what it's okay if i'm out um early on in my career no not yeah. at all not at all you know, I was obsessed with um, an actress in this country, Penelope Key, who um, was in a, a sitcom called To the Manor Born. 
Um, she's the, one of the straightest women you'll, you'll ever meet, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but I found her, you know, her statue was really uh, amazing. She was beautiful. Um, but her work, her acting, you know, the, mm. the role that she played, the kind of the storytelling was just so immense for me. Um, she's, you know, a white straight woman. And then Dolly, Dolly Parton for me was like, yeah. Okay. We, Stop. She, she Stop. Was, she Stop. Was, You're going to yeah. die right now. Wait till I tell you what I'm about to tell you. First of all, Dolly is one of my idols. Yeah. She uh, Over here on my wall, I want to take it down and show you. Um, when 9 to 5, the musical opened here in um, L.A. Uh-huh, yeah. Um, I, I hooked up with World of Wonder, that are the people who do RuPaul's Drag Race. And they own a building in Hollywood, and the first floor used to be the storefront gallery that I had. And I went to them, and I said, I want to do an art. I want to do a gallery show, all art inspired by Dolly Parton. Wow. So it was called Dolly Pop. And this is when Craigslist was still around. And I literally put on Craigslist, anyone have Dolly art you want to contribute to the show? So on and so forth. I'm a huge Dolly fan. I've interviewed her a few times. One of the first times me and my husband, I'm pointing because he's in the other room, um, that we flirted was I was at the Hollywood Bowl. I'd made fried chicken for my friends because it was a Dolly Parton concert. And I got a text saying, look behind you. And I looked behind me and it was my future husband. And I was like, you're a Dolly Parton fan? What? Amazing. My husband is a Mexican immigrant. Don't really think Dolly Parton when you think Mexican immigrant. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> what? That's amazing. So that's amazing. The yes, the Dolly. Yeah, that's yeah, great. I mean, well, I, could, country, I could go on country, and on. country music for me is like, that's better than jazz. <laughs> okay, <laughs> have you listened to Orville Peck? Orville Peck? No, but I'm going to write that down. Okay. Orville Peck. Oh, wait. Wait, out <laughs> gay man, country singer, songwriter. Really? South African. His real identity, he's never confirmed, but it's pretty much known that he's this punk rocker from South Africa. He wait, listen to his new album, Bronco. You are going to flip the F out. Okay, great. I'm going to do that. Oh, he sounds like he's like a combination of Elvis, Roy Orbison, and Katie Lang. Wait, wait, wait. I'm going to go on my <laughs> How do you spell his first name? O? O-R-B-I-L-L-E. O-R-B-I-L-L-E. And then last name, Peck. Yeah. Amazing. Okay, I've got him. Oh, my I'm God. Gonna listen to that. Oh. I'm going to listen to that. Yeah, I, I think I've seen I'm him. Actually, yes, I think I, I have listened to because I yeah I like um, finding new artists and stuff like that, especially new country artists. Wait, that I do. Oh my I'm God. country artists as well. Yeah, which is not yeah, great. Which again is is very very rare. rare, very very rare. Yeah, country music for me is like oh my God, I can't. Yeah. How can't did how did you end up being how did you end up being a country music fan? Where did that come from? Storytelling. I love what, yeah. storytelling. Yeah. Come on, man. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's the purest storytelling. Yeah. You know, in the music industry, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Singer-songwriters, boom, there we go. You know, my, I mean, my other great... Dolly's like the... Yeah. I mean, She's a, po she's a poet. Dolly poet, Parton is a poet. A poet, yeah. absolutely. And then there was Doris Day. 
Mm. Who who is the other love of my life? Wow. Yeah. I know. The things I'm learning about you. I love <laughs> an interview like that. Yeah. So, wow. you know, those were my women I was swooning over. <laughs> you know, when yeah. I was I mean for Dolly, what I always say about her is for as artificial as she looks, she's the most real woman out there. Real person, yeah. not even woman, yeah. real person. Real person. Yeah. 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 She comes across like that 100%. 100%. Yeah. Wow. Amazing. So, so the spinoff, then you have what? How many seasons have they renewed it for? Three, four? Three. Four. Yeah. Three and four. <laughs> yeah. 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 Three and four. I've got, yeah, we're, I've got my work cut out for me, baby. How exciting is that? I mean, you're, you're, again, I know we're going back to, you know, you're a biracial lesbian actor playing Queen Charlotte. Like, and I know you've played Othello. So yeah, it's yeah. like, yeah, yeah. The world is opening yeah, I up. I mean, yeah, the world is opening up. But Mark, it, it's about the work for me. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It's about, storytelling it's about connection with a character I love the moment between action and cut it's the most magical space where anything Mm. can happen you know and I'm one of those actors that um kind of is ruled by their instinct I don't do much research I don't you know (laughs) I don't go into the history (laughs) of of things I I like to kind of get on and do it and in the moment because that's what we do as human beings do you know what I mean um and that's what I'm fascinated with how you know we we change on a dime things can just happen you know emotions Mm. can switch you to something else and if I'm working with Tom Vereker at the moment, who is extraordinary director. He's an amazing human being. I love, love, love working with him because he's he's an actor. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And he gets, um, he absolutely gets me. And 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 I'm very, very lucky that he just lets me get on with it. You know, he lets me just play, 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 play. But then if there's something particular that they need, you know from the script or whatever, he'll come, he'll just pop the little note in my ear. And then, you know, and that just opens up another whole world of joy and creativity. Um, So to be able to know that that's coming down the road, do you know what I mean? Mm. And how, you know, this character will develop. I don't really like knowing the future. Because the unknown is a really special place, I think. Mm. When it's unknown and in a safe environment, amazing. But to know that, you know, this character is loved um, globally and to know (laughs) that, you know, there's going to be more down the line is great. I mean, it's a beautiful place to be in for an actor, isn't it? You know? So how many of your gay boyfriends have asked you for Charlotte costumes for Halloween, for drag? (laughs) (laughs) A few. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, um, Hugh and I, who plays Brimsley, we always laugh that we should do a swap. (laughs) That he should come in one one time as as the queen and I should come in one time (laughs) as Brimsley. Yeah, yeah. So a fun question. Fun question. If you could have a real royal 
on Bridgerton, which royal do you want to see pop up in a cameo? I think the Queen would be quite sensational. <laughs> the actual living queen, living queen would be immense. Yeah, I think I'd like her. I think, um, who else? Who else? Who else? I think William would be quite good, actually. I think he'd be up for, he'd be up for a good time. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think William, William would be good, but I think... Harry would do Queen Charlotte oh, Drab. Yeah, 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 yeah. He'd be great. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, look at look at his situation with Meghan Markle. Look at the the racist hate that she got, but at the same time, you're Queen Charlotte. Yeah. So the world, it's yeah, and um, you know, it's just. I think I don't know. I'm sad for them and. I don't really, I I don't know. I see, you know, I'm always like, sometimes I'm asked that in interviews and I'm just, I'm like, they're human beings. You know what I mean? I don't see them as anything other than a a, a good couple um, just trying to live their lives, trying to be happy, bringing up their kids. Do you know what I mean? Um, And love, love wins. Mm. End of the day. Love wins. Love wins, man. And they're in love. They love each other. Love when, and when it comes to you, I will say, because, um, you know, my story involves, I'm in recovery, I'm also HIV positive, and I'm very out about it. And yeah. the reason I'm out about it is hashtag visibility matters. Absolutely, sir. Absolutely. Cheers to that. Yeah, and I think, and you know, like I said, when I when I saw you being recognized by the Human Rights Campaign Fund, it wasn't as an ally. Um, I was like, okay, mm-hmm. this is pretty amazing. And this is incredible, incredible visibility. Thank you, Matt. You were, Thank you. You were Queen effing Charlotte. <laughs> yes, sir. That's I mean, and like you said, it's a Queen it's of a, England. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, you know, it's, um, I can't, I, I can't say enough how much that, that means to me when I, when I see actors of your, actors of, you know, whether someone just starting out or someone, you know, huge name, to be out and proud, you know, I know it sounds like a cliche, but it matters. Yeah. And it matters. I will say it really that, does I will, yeah. and even further, I think people like you say Black Lives And I truly believe that. And I will say that. And I say that to any actor who is out. Yeah, because there's a kid out there who's saying, "I'm not alone," and we know it. How many? Who did I have to look at? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, you know, you know, I, 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 you know, I don't know, I don't know what your your you know journey was, and when you were younger, but you know, I was really lucky. I had a positive journey. I was accepted. Do you know what mm. I mean by my parents and accepted by my wider family? When I came out to my brother, he was like, that's amazing. So are you hungry? What would you like to eat? Can I cook you some lunch? <laughs> that's amazing. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. but I know that that story is is rare. Um, yeah. And as you say, to be, you know, it's important for me to be out and proud and to normalize um, for that one person, that one yeah. young boy or girl or... Yes. Know, transgender whatever binary yep. you know um to be able to say i'm not alone 
to be able to feel not alone. Yeah. yeah. Gorgeous. I'm so glad we had this conversation. I love Me that it went to Dolly Parton. <laughs> oh my God. I know. I love her. I love Dolly. Uh, I've seen I've seen her. I've seen her in concert about 12 times. Wow. We were going to go, because um, my, my cousin was getting married in Mexico in 2020. Um, obviously, it was, it was cancelled. So we were going to go to Mexico right. and then do a trip up to Dollywood and like Nashville Dollywood, and yeah. around there and stuff. So, but yeah, we we obviously didn't get to do it because, you know, we shut down. But that is a, a trip that is on my list. Yeah. Yeah, we still we still haven't done Dollywood yet. Um but yeah, 12, 12 times I sort of know her concert by heart. I, mean, I would love I to see you, her in concert. Oh my God, I've never seen her in the, concert. The first guy who screams, I love you, Dolly. She always says, I told you to wait in the truck. I can go on and on. <laughs> I'm going to be, when I go to the concert, I'm going to be the first person to shout out. I love you, Dolly. I'm going to make that happen. <laughs> congrats on the award and just congrats on everything thank you sweetheart i hope we can meet in person sometime That'd we be will we will okay gorgeous see you darling have a good day bye-bye you too bye that was golda rushville Bridgerton is available on Netflix. For more information on the Human Rights Campaign Gala, go to hrcgreaterny.org. Thanks for listening to Just for Variety. I'll see you next time. But for now, don't forget to follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Mark Malkin. And for all your breaking Hollywood news, go to variety.com. See you soon. Mm-hmm.